Oh, g'day, it's David Haywardy again here from uh, the Mortgage Breakers. Um, you're probably going to notice tonight I'm a little bit fired up. Um, I'm pissed off, actually, uh, and you should be the same. So today is uh, Thursday. Um, a day or so ago, the Reserve Bank of Australia announced another 0.25 percentage increase on uh, the standard variable rate, or the cash rate, I should say, uh, which obviously will have the banks following suit as they have done today. So um that's um another increase following nine increases since april of 2022 now i'll try and make this one as short as i can but and i want you guys to listen to this and and perhaps just listen a bit more closely because i don't think the media is really talking about the longer term implications of this and they need to be because those in the know know the impact it's going to have and um, there's a few issues and i'm going to be talking about this with um my friend Kevin Lee in our next podcast about what's going on with the RBA, but I just want to get you to get your head around this right now. So we've had nine increases. That's nine increases in the space of um, less than a year. It's the highest rate of increases I think ever. We've gone from a cash rate of 0.10 back in April 2022 to I think it's now sitting at 3.65% which is around about 3.5% in terms of increase. Now, on face value, that doesn't sound like a lot, but let me just tell you how this is impacting on you, not just in terms of your repayment, which is one thing, but also in terms of the cost of your mortgage, the length of your mortgage, and the financial implications. So let's just talk about the repayments. So if I was to use a standard calculation, and it's going to be different depending on what capital city you live in, and what your average loan size is. So across the capital cities around Australia, the average loan size is different everywhere. I think in Sydney at the moment, it's sitting around about $1.2 million. Um, in New South Wales, it's about 738000 But in Melbourne and Brisbane and Adelaide and Perth, it'll be different. But I'm just using a standard mortgage rate of $500,000. So if I was to look at the cost increase over that period of time from when Reserve Bank started to put up in, uh, interest rates back in April 2022, to now, um, on a standard $500,000 mortgage, if you took it over 30 years, you are now paying in the vicinity of about $934 more per month. Now, this doesn't factor in the latest 0.25 increase, which would probably move that figure up to more about $980. So that's $980 more that you have to find net, that's that's coming out of your take-home pay, to fund your mortgage. Well, I think that's kind of the whole point behind the RBA's headspace here, but I'll come back to that in a second. The second and probably more insidious part of this is those in the know will do this calculation for you. So if you've got a good broker or a good accountant or someone who knows this stuff, or just come to us, uh, we'll work it out for you. But if you had taken that original loan for $500,000 over 30 years or whatever interest rate you you're on at five point, whatever it was when it started, you would have paid around about $725,000 in interest um, for that loan. And now that's ballooned over the last, you know, uh, 10 months to over $1 million and $893 in total, which means the interest component that is increased on your debt is in the vicinity of $336,558. So what does that mean? So it means you're now paying... For no, through no fault of your own, through nothing you have done, 
you are now paying $336,558 in total interest more from where you would have been paying that last year in April 2022. So let me just put that in a bit more context for you. And this is where I get a bit annoyed. So if I put that in, con in context, that is similar to increasing the amount you had borrowed to around about 67% of your original borrowing amount of $500,000. And more importantly, it's similar as if you're adding another 20 years to your home loan. So there's a real compounding cost on these increases that are going to bite you guys in the ass somewhere down the track. It's a substantial increase and it continues to occur. It's not just what you have to find out of your budget every month. It's the long-term implications of this compounding debt over the term of your mortgage. So if I was to say to you, hey, give me $336,558 for nothing, what would you say? Now, here's the rub. Where's the money going to? Look, if it was going to the federal government in Australia, you could, you could argue, well, that's across the board. That's going into, you know, our taxes and our infrastructure and all that sort of stuff. Uh, no, it doesn't go to the Reserve Bank. Sorry, it doesn't go to the federal government. Does it go to the Reserve Bank? No, they just set the policy there and they do have banking facilities, but the money doesn't go to them. So where does it go? It goes straight into the coffers of the financial institutions, in other words, the banks that are writing the loan. So this is massive. So you consider the banks are now making $336,558 for that one mortgage on top of what they would have made at the same time last year. Now, if you consider that, if you, if you were to then do a calculation and run that right across their huge customer base, now you can start to see who's actually profiteering from this. Now, the banks will argue, well, it's a cost of money, and so, you know, we have to follow the cost of money. Um, you know, inflation is doing this, so we need to maintain our margins. You know, we're not a, not a charity. We've got to make money. Yeah, yeah, get all that in there. I actually work for a bank. I understand the logic, and I understand the argument. Uh, however, it's the degree that it's actually occurring here that is the problem, and as for what reason, there's no reason for it other, other than to keep them pretty well entrenched in what they're doing. Now, as I said, I'm not bank bashing the banks per se. Um because I still have some friends who work in the bank industry and there's some very good people who actually do have your interests at heart and have got your back. However, that said, the culture of these organisations is designed to maximise the value they can get out of these increases. That's why you find them moving so quickly. Now, just let me clear this. The Reserve Bank is setting the cash rate. You're not setting the mortgage variable rate. The banks set the mortgage variable rate. Now, they have a choice. They could, if they wanted to, have their mortgage variable rate at 3 point, let's call it, let's call it 3.9%. They could make 0.3 on every loan they write. And, and of course, they wouldn't make the tens and billions of dollars worth of profit they currently make, but they could still make a tidy profit out of every customer, depending on the number of customers they have. Of course, they choose not to do that. The banks will always want to make a margin on top of the cash rate of anywhere from 2 to 3%. That's the way they've operated historically. So if you were to consider the cash rate is currently sitting at 3.65%, you can just about bet your bottom dollar that the bank's standard variable rate will be around about the 6.1%, 6.2%. 6 
And that is because they like to make their sweep spot is 2.7% on top of the cash rate. Now, that's the margin they make. That's how much money they make out of you by doing what they're doing. Now, you might say, yes, they're lending me the money. Well, the reality is, this is another really interesting and quite weird element of this. They're not really. It's paper money. They don't actually physically give you the cash. In fact, the banks actually don't have to hold the amount of money they lend you as cash holdings. They only have to hold, I think at the moment, around about 10 to 15% as actual deposits. So the money is being created basically out of thin air, and then they make the money on top of that. And that's where they make the sort of profit they do. So one feeds the other. The other element of this too is the way they set their rates is they actually use their deposit rates they're getting from their customers, which typically don't go up as quickly as the variable rates do on mortgages, as a huge basis of how they will lend the money because that's the actual money that they actually have in their in their in their um, system. So there's a big problem with all this stuff. The media is not talking about it because, quite frankly, I don't think they know the degree and detail I need to know. I'm talking about it because I'm outraged that from within 12 months, a typical borrower who's had a $500,000 loan is now paying a whopping $336,558 more than they were 12 months ago. Their repayments have gone up close to $1,000 coming out of their budget, which is around about, I think, in the vicinity of about a 16% increase on their salary if it was a $7,000 salary. So, sorry, 13% if it was a $7,000 net take-home salary. That's a massive implication. And they know everyone knows this too well, right? They know that the reason, well, sorry, people in the industry do anyway, the, the, the people in the industry know that the Reserve Bank sets these rates because they know if we put pressure on customers' borrowings and we make their houses more expensive to own, then guess what? They'll have less money to spend when they go to the shops and that will, will curtail inflation. And there's logic to that argument, right? That said, surely there's better ways that this could be done. Surely there's other ways this could be done that, that might be, uh, should be considered. And I haven't heard that. I mean, I don't really understand why other things aren't being looked at at the moment. But let's look at the hidden cost of this borrowing. The hidden cost of this is things like your financial stress, your mortgage stress, you know, one in three people experiencing mortgage stress, which is mean they get, they're in financial stress and they've got an economic hardship occurring out of this. They're worried about what's happening. Now, this is the insidious nature of this is because this stress then relates, it can be related then to health stress. So I know, and I've sort of looked at this and you probably know too, that stress is very, very um, bad for your system from a health perspective. It actually releases a, a chemical in your, your body called cortisol that impacts on your blood sugar levels, which causes inflation, and that does uh, all sorts of things around oxidation of cells. And now I'm not a, a person who understands this medically, but I've, I've read enough and seen enough about it to know. So this mortgage stress has been artificially created in a way to try and curb inflation um, to reel back spending. Now, Blind Freddy could have seen and excuse me if anyone who is um, physically impaired, I didn't mean to be insulting to you, just a term, but you could have easily seen a long time ago this was going to happen when, when the COVID hit us, there was a, a absolute printing of money going on by all the governments around the world. There was a flush of cash coming in. Um, in fact, even the Reserve Bank of Australia and the federal government allowed the banks to write fixed rate loans. Uh, I think they, they gave them the money at 0.1% or something ridiculous, so or even 1%, they were able to lend it out. So... There was a flush of money going in. Now, anyone could see that this is going to cause an inflationary pressure because once that money's in the system and it's been put into the system, guess what happens? 
it goes into asset classes, it goes into spending, people need to spend it, they do spend it. Now, you've got some choices here. Now, I'm pretty annoyed about this. So I've started to put on my website an expression of interest from anyone who listens to this or any of my customers or anyone who you, who gets referred to this, an expression of interest of whether you want to be part of a class action that attempts to sue the Reserve Bank Australia. Now, why would we do that? Quite frankly, I think, in terms of the advice that was given back in pre-April 2022, you'll recall, the media certainly does recall the same thing, that the Reserve Bank Governor came out and he said it numerous times, not just once, that he did not foresee interest rates rising until 2024 at the very earliest. Now, this is at the heart and, and at the time when the property market was on fire. It was actually going ballistic and properties were selling like hotcakes. Now, if someone had come out and said, oh, hang on a second, we can see these inflationary pressures starting to spiral and they could and they did. And I'm not sure where there was any political pressure placed on uh, the, the RBA at the time because they're owned by the federal government or, or owned by the government of Australia. Uh, just before an election, but they could see these inflationary pressures starting to build. Now, if they'd come out back in that time and said, hey, rein in your borrowing, guys, that we think interest rates are going to change over the next two to three years, and we're not sure what that's going to go to, but what you're paying today is not going to be what you're going to be paying in five or ten years. Be careful about the level of your borrowings because we don't want to see you guys get into strife. Now, if they'd come out and said that and told people to be aware of what they were doing, would that have stopped people doing it? I don't know. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. But the reality was they should have given people that option. So I want to see if we can get a, uh, enough people to sign uh, this expression of interest to see if we can sue the RBA to get financial compensation for Australians who have been hit hard by this. I don't understand why you, the ordinary Australian, the mortgage, ordinary mortgage holder, should be paying the price for what I see is uh, really poor advice, ineptitude, and I really think trigger happy on these rate rises. You know, they should have been waiting to watch and to see, and they should have looked at other alternatives other than this. So if you're interested in doing that, go to my website, go to the Contact Us page. You can see expression of interest, RBA, sue the RBA um, contact button there. Just hit that, fill out your details. I need to get as many people as I can because the more I get, the more I can go to, you know, a potential law company and say we've got 100,000 people who are signing up for suing the RBA, what can we do? Now, the chances of winning, I don't think are going to be very high because uh, the, obviously the Reserve Bank Australia is independently uh, operated, but it's owned by the federal government Australia. And of course, then there's all those issues with you know how the judges might interpret all that sort of stuff. But the very minimum we can do is send a very strong message. We're not going to tolerate this anymore and you not, need to find a different way of managing this because the ordinary mortgage holder should not be paying the penalty for other people's mistakes, including the federal government's. So go to my website and please register um, and spread the word. If you've got this and you think someone else wants to hear it and understand how this is really playing out, send them the link to the podcast, get them to jump on the website, get them to sign the expression of interest on, on doing this class action, and let's get off our asses and see if we can do something about this. Can't promise you anything, but we certainly have a crack. Thanks very much, and I'll catch you on the uh, next pod podcast. See ya.